Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Mackenzie campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation and our world. You are a chatty bunch this morning, aren't you? It's really good. Well, let me uh, also extend my welcome to you here this morning. My name's Tim. I'm the campus pastor here at our Mackenzie campus. And uh, as Jay said, it's really great to be able to worship today, whether you're here in the room with us or you're joining online. It is so good to be able to, uh, to be part of God's family together. As Jace mentioned today at all of our campuses, he's preaching. And he can only do that through the, uh, the wonders of technology. So we're going to uh, listen to Jace uh, beamed in via video. And uh, after that, across all of our campuses today, each campus pastor is getting up to uh, continue the ministry to their congregation. So would you join me in uh, tuning in to what Jace has to say to us this morning? G'day Gateway, it's a privilege to be able to share in all of our campuses today on Commitment Sunday. I hope you've really enjoyed worshipping Jesus already today. I really love what God is doing in our church this year. This has been the most fruitful time for evangelism that we've ever seen. In the last five months, we've baptised over 100 people in all of our campuses. Never in our 95 year history has that happened before. We've seen young people stand in the baptistry with their friends that they've invited to church as they've testified to the way that Jesus has changed their life. We've seen whole families stand together in a creek as they've declared their faith in Jesus as Lord and Saviour. And we've seen God move in the hearts of people that have discovered the love of Jesus much later in life. And they've just been filled with joy as they've celebrated with all of heaven. You know, every time one person puts their faith in Christ, all of heaven celebrates with them. Why don't we do that right now? Come on, in all of our campuses, why don't you just put your hands together and thank God for every one of those people that have been baptised. You know, God is stirring in His church and in our community, there is a growing hunger for the hope and the healing that only Jesus can give. This is a really blessed time to serve in the church as God pours out His blessing in our midst. And I hope that you've been really blessed in our blessed series as we've unpacked Jesus' teaching from the Sermon on the Mount. Now, Jesus stood on the side of a hill, much like this one, and His teaching turned the world upside down. He said things like, blessed are the poor, when they thought that wealth was the way that you were blessed by God. They said, blessed are the meek, when everyone thought that wielding power to oppress your enemies was the way that God blessed. And Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn, when everyone thought that you were only blessed when everything was going well for you. Jesus' teaching turned the world upside down and it's still turning the world upside down today. But we might turn the right way up right now because I'm starting to feel a little sick or the blood's rushing to my head and you're probably getting a little annoyed. Just, just a little bit further. Hey, we, we finished this series today with another of Jesus' upside down blessings. 
in our culture that celebrates the most popular influences and counts success by the number of likes that we get. Jesus says, blessed are you when people revile you. Everyone say revile. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For they also persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, blessing in Jesus' eyes is not measured by the number of likes you get for your funny cat meme. So stop doing it. No one likes it and you won't be blessed. It's not measured by the number of followers you, you have you know, on your fitness or your food blog or the amount of wealth or worldly success that you get. Jesus says you are blessed when you choose to share like Jesus, you choose to serve like Jesus, and you choose to speak the name of Jesus, even when people revile you. Now, Jesus himself was reviled. Hands up who likes being reviled. Hands up who doesn't know what reviled means. <laughs> Revile means to criticize in an insulting way. I don't know about you, but I don't always feel really blessed when I'm reviled. Jesus says, when you're reviled, you should rejoice and be glad because you will be rewarded in heaven. Jesus was reviled for welcoming people to his table, for sharing his table with sinners, with people that were far from God. They, they said about Jesus, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. It wasn't a compliment. They were reviling him. They said he couldn't be sent from God if he welcomes sinners to his table and shares a meal with them, shares his life with them. They thought it was vile to eat with people who disobeyed God. It was vile to eat with sinners. So they reviled him. But Jesus saw past people's sin and he saw a person that actually needed saving from their sin. And even though he was reviled for sharing his table, for sharing his life with people far from God, Jesus kept sharing his table with sinners anyway. I don't know about you, but if I'm going to get in trouble, I want to get in trouble for what Jesus got in trouble for. I want to be reviled for what Jesus got reviled for. Oh, I want to get reviled for welcoming sinners and eating with them. It's why in all of our campuses, I want to smell more smoke outside our doors. I want to see more hangovers coming through our foyer. You know, I want to hear more swearing. I'd really prefer if it wasn't from the pastoral team, but I do really want people from our community to feel welcome to come to our church family just as they are to meet the risen Jesus. Can I just hear a little amen in our campuses this morning? You know, my prayer for all of our campuses, 
that we will be places where everyone in our community is welcome to come and share our table and to share life together. Now, Jesus was reviled for sharing his table with sinners and Jesus was ripped off by the people that he came to serve. The night before he died, you know, Jesus rolled up his sleeves and he knelt down on the ground and he washed his followers' feet. You know, this was the role of a servant. In his culture, the most important people were served by the least important people. It should have been the youth pastor who got down on the floor and rolled up their sleeves and, and washed the other's feet. Actually, I think it's a really good idea in all of our campuses. I think all of our youth pastors, as we come to church on a Sunday, you know, could just wash our feet as we walk through the doors. And yet it was the rabbi who rolled up his sleeves and served his followers. And as he finished washing their feet, this is what he says in John chapter 13. He says, you call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Yeah, Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And he says, you'll be blessed if you serve others in the same way that I've served you. Jesus knelt down and he washed the feet of Judas, knowing that Judas would betray him for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus knew he would be ripped off. He would be sold out by the one that he just served. But this is really important. He served him anyway. We're called to do the same. We're called to roll up our sleeves and to serve our community. And sometimes you'll get ripped off by the ones that you serve. Jesus says, serve anyway. Jesus was reviled for sharing his table with sinners. Jesus was ripped off by those that he came to serve. And Jesus was rejected for speaking the truth. Now Jesus went into the temple and he found money changers ripping people off and making it hard for people to come and worship and pray. And this is one of the few times we see Jesus get angry. He made a whip out of cords to drive the animals out of the temple and he turned the table of the money changers. And this is what uh, he said in Mark chapter uh, 11. He says, he began to teach them and he said, it is, is it not written? My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you've made it a den of robbers. The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and they began looking for a way to kill him for they feared him because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. Now Jesus was indignant that people from all nations could come into his father's presence and pray and worship him and get to know him. And the crowds were amazed at 
his teaching, but the religious leaders plotted to kill him. Jesus is speaking the truth about the heart of God, knowing that he would be rejected. And yet he spoke the truth anyway. I'm really glad that Jesus was willing to speak the truth, whatever the cost, because his teaching has transformed my life and has transformed the lives of people in every nation for the last 2,000 years. And as followers of Jesus, we're called to speak his truth today, even though we might be rejected. Why? Because the heart of God is for people from every nation, every tribe, every language to hear the gospel and to know God personally. If you've been blessed by the good news of Jesus, then you are blessed to be a blessing to others. Now, Jesus welcomed people far from God and shared his table, shared his life with them, and he was reviled for it, but he welcomed them anyway. Jesus rolled up his sleeves and served people knowing that he'd be ripped off, but he served them anyway. And Jesus spoke the truth and he was rejected, but he kept speaking the truth anyway because he knew that his reward was in heaven. Church, we're called to do the same. We are blessed to be a blessing. I wanna thank you for your ongoing generosity to bless people locally and globally through Gateway Beyond. You know, last year, because of your generosity, you know, we opened new doors on a neighbor's van to serve those in need in our community. And every week, there's a team that rolls up their sleeves and they open those van doors filled with clothes and food to serve a community in need. In our city campus, there's a team that roll up their sleeves and serve the homeless on the streets. In the Redlands campus, there's people who are hopping on boats and serving the needs of people on the Bay Islands. You know, in all of our campuses, our care teams serve the needs of our community. And we've heard some great stories of lives that have been changed by Jesus over these last few weeks. But sometimes as we serve, we'll be ripped off. We'll be let down by those that we came to serve. Serve anyway. Because we, when we roll up our sleeves to serve those in need, we reflect Jesus to our community and there is a reward for you in heaven. And as we give today, we're gonna open new doors to welcome more people into our campuses to sit at our table and to share our lives together. At Ormo, our prayer is that we'll be able to buy land to build a new building where we will welcome people, we'll welcome families through the doors to share our lives together as one big church family. We're putting aside some funds in a building fund for Redlands and in the city. You know, when the leases expire there in a few years time, we'll be able to build a permanent home there also. 
down in our Logan campus. We're opening new doors, you know, on a care centre and a kids and youth building so that the next generation will become fully devoted followers of Jesus in Logan. And at Mackenzie, we're opening new doors on a care centre and a hospitality space where, where people far from God will be welcome to come just as they are, to share our table, to share our lives together, to find a home and to find hope in Jesus. You know, many in our community revile the church right now, but mostly for the wrong reasons. Let's be reviled for what Jesus was reviled for, for welcoming people far from God and sharing our tables together, sharing our lives and sharing Jesus anyway, whatever the cost, however much we might be reviled. It's been really exciting to see our Gateway Online campus open new doors uh, for the gospel uh, around the globe in the last few years, currently reaching thousands of people in hundreds of nations. Uh, for decades, we've opened new doors around the globe by sending Gateway Beyond workers to speak the truth in places where there are very few people who know Jesus personally. And some of those places, there is very real threat, not only of rejection, but persecution. Some of our Gateway Beyond workers, I can't say their names online, and I can't say the places that they're serving. They may be rejected by many, and some may be persecuted, but they are speaking the truth about Jesus anyway, because that's the heart of God for all nations to know and to hear the truth about Jesus and get to know God personally. I wonder if we could just put our hands together to honour all of our Gateway Beyond workers that are shining a light on Jesus in some dark places around the world. Come on, in all of our campuses, just put your hands together. Just honour those that are making the sacrifice in the midst of the very real threat of persecution. You know, the kingdom of God is an upside down kingdom. We're blessed when people revile us, when people rip us off and reject us because of Jesus. And there will be a reward in heaven. You know, we are blessed by Jesus to be a blessing to the world around us. And today we have an opportunity to give generously, to open new doors, to welcome the people that we live, work and laugh with through the doors in our campuses to find Jesus. We have the opportunity to give generously and to serve those in need in our community and to speak the truth about Jesus to all nations, whatever the cost. And there is a cost. In fact, today we're going to count the cost. Now we believe that together we can make a pledge to give $1.7 million to open new doors for the gospel, both locally and globally. And I'm praying that we'll make a generous pledge to Gateway Beyond today to see that happen. Even though we may be reviled, ripped off and rejected, we will be blessed by Jesus to be a blessing to the world. Gateway, I just want to thank you. I just want to say thank you for your incredible generosity to Gateway Beyond over many years. I love the heart of our church. I love the privilege of serving 
you all and just seeing God at work in our campuses, through our community and right around the world. And I'm really excited about what God is doing right now in our midst as he's pouring out blessing upon us. And I'm full of expectant faith of all that God is gonna do as we continue to give generously and roll up our sleeves and serve him wholeheartedly. Thank you, Gateway. I just love serving alongside all of you. Come on, in all of our campuses today, why don't you welcome your exceedingly handsome and gifted campus pastor to the stage. Come on, put your hands together and welcome those handsome gentlemen. Bless you. I think that's the nicest thing Jason's ever said to me. Uh, but uh, maybe you could ask him which campus pastor is the most handsome and gifted and uh, that'll, that'll really get him squirming. But it is a privilege to be here today for Commitment Sunday. And over the last few weeks, we've been hearing some great stories of what Jesus is doing as He is changing lives, both locally and globally. And so today, I thought it'd be great to continue hearing some stories. And so I'd love you to welcome Jess and Lisa as they come and share with us this morning. Give them a huge round of applause. Jess, it was a real privilege to uh, celebrate and uh, be the celebrant at your marriage with Kailani just not so long ago, but I know Jesus has been doing a great work in your life right here in Brisbane. Do you want to share a little bit of that story with us today? Yeah, well, um, try and cut it as short as I can. I didn't grow up in a Christian family and none of my family members are Christian. Um, growing up, I always believed there was a highest like power, but I definitely didn't believe in Jesus. But that was all about to change when I went through the hardest time of my life in October 2020. Um, I received a phone call that my mom had about five hours left to live. And it was very, very sudden and unexpected to try and cut it short. The test came back and she ended up getting a very aggressive type of lung cancer that spread throughout her whole body. And um, yeah, she lived in Victoria and it was during peak COVID time. So I didn't make it back in time to say goodbye to my mum. And we were very close and um, I would turn to her for anything and everything. And when she passed away, you know, I felt my whole world crashing down and like I was just suffocating. I remember I would just lie on my bed all day, every day, staring at the ceiling, wondering how am I ever going to get through even another day of this pain. In fact, I wanted to end it all right then and there. But in the midst of my grief, I got talking to a guy at the gym one day, and he basically started evangelizing to me about Jesus and what Jesus had done for him. I remember him clearly saying to me, the only way you're going to heal is through God. At the time, I thought, how is God going to help me? I didn't even believe in Jesus, and this guy's telling me that he's the answer to all my problems. I was very hesitant and skeptical, but I was also curious and you know, willing to do anything if it meant um, helping me heal. So I downloaded the Bible app. I started reading plans all about grief, and slowly but surely, God's Word started to heal me. And not long after that, one of my Christian's friends invited me to come to church with her. I had never been to church before, um, so I was very nervous. But in end of 2021, we came to Gateway, and um, 
yeah, fast forward to now. Um, it's been almost three years since my mum's passing and one and a half years that I've been coming to Gateway and I can proudly say that God is um, my, Jesus is my Lord and Saviour. I have given my life to God and, you know, when I was in, in the darkest time of my life and clouded by darkness, I know Jesus was there comforting me and giving me strength and it's because of Jesus that I have joy in my heart and strength and peace again. And um, the guy that spoke to me at the gym that day is now my husband. And <laughs> yeah, he's down the front there in the hat. <laughs> um, yeah, and we got married last month, as Tim said, and um, our wedding was centered around God and his love for us. Um, so yeah, I guess in hindsight, you could say that the worst thing to ever happen to me was also the best thing that ever happened to me because I found God and I honestly don't think I would have needed to seek him if that didn't happen to me. Thank you. That's awesome, isn't it? So good, Jess. It was an immense privilege to marry you and Kalani and just the, uh, the heart and the passion that you had to make sure that Jesus was at the centre of that ceremony and your marriage is just an incredible, um, incredible example for us all. So thank you for sharing. That's awesome. Lisa, you're one of our gateway beyond workers and you've seen God moving around the globe. Do you want to share a little story, a little insight into yeah. what's happening in South Asia? I just share a very practical way that Jesus is changing lives through a story that I heard from a lady called Jazz, uh, who I met while um, visiting a number of community leaders in South Asia on a recent trip. And uh, her life had been transformed by the work um, that we're doing there. And uh, she had come from an extremely poor background, um, married early so she couldn't finish school. And her, um, when her husband and her were offered a piece of land out in a remote part of the country uh, to help, um, she, they, they, they took up the opportunity and moved, but then discovered that she was very much an unwanted outsider. Uh, so when our organisation um, started a work in that area and invited uh, people to be, um, her and another 19 ladies to be a part of a group, um, she jumped at the chance and um, over time they were learning together and then they began saving together and bit by bit they started to grow their way together by working together out of poverty. Jazz is now a, um, uh, a community leader. Oh, she's a leader within her group um, and very much respected as well as being involved in local politics. Uh, but that's not the story that she wanted to share with me. What she wanted to tell me was about a story about what had happened um, a number of years ago when a 12-year-old girl um, was going to get married. Um, her family was forcing her to get married and she, Jazz heard about it. And so she wanted to be a part of... Uh, she went to the mother and said, please, don't, um, don't let your daughter be married. And, and the mother was like, oh, I'm sorry... Um, it's the grandfather, he's forcing this. And so uh, Jazz got together her group of ladies and they went and they confronted the grandfather because Jazz knew not only from her own experience but also from the training that she'd received that not only was it dangerous for this young girl to be married at that age but it was also illegal. And so she confronted with these ladies the grandfather and told him that uh, and the grandfather just wouldn't wouldn't budge, um, fob, fobbed off these ladies who were causing trouble. And 
secretly moved the wedding to the middle of the night. Um, Jazz being the um, very forthcoming woman and dynamo that she is, she contacted the local authorities and told them about the marriage. And um, the authorities came and actually stopped it from happening. Only just before I'd, I met Jazz for the first time, um, she'd been in the capital, or well, not in the capital city, a provincial city, and um, a 19-year-old woman walked up to her in the street and said, you may not remember me, but seven years ago you stopped my marriage and you saved my life. And she is now in her second year of studying at university, um, biomedical science. And they hugged and they cried. And I have to tell you, I went home and I hugged and cried with my daughter, who was 19 at that time as well. Um, because the work that we're doing is changing lives at a very deep, practical level. Um, and the part that I get to play is encouraging our team of believers as they reach out to the community, but the people in the community are actually reaching out to each other to make an impact and a, and a difference. So thank you for the part that you play in that story and for supporting me um, to be able to do my work. Why don't we give both Jess and Lisa a round of applause. Thank you so much, ladies. God is moving in our midst, isn't he? God is so good. And I know there are many, many stories uh, sitting here in the room, joining us online. Each of you have a story of what God has done or God is doing. I want to encourage you to share that story with someone else, with someone else because God is so good. We've seen God moving incredibly powerfully this year. We've seen this year uh, the stories from... Uh, the Asbury Revival over in the United States. I've heard stories from other church leaders and workers around Australia and our state of Queensland that God is moving powerfully. We've seen God move powerfully in our midst. We've celebrated uh, dozens of people getting baptised at all of our services here at Mackenzie. We've seen God blessing us, pouring out His favour on us. But as Jay said in that video, we are blessed so that we can be a blessing. Now, God made a promise to Abraham, the father of, uh, of God's people. And he said to Abraham, go to the land I'm going to show you. But he gave Abraham a promise. He said, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you, Abraham, you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Abraham was blessed so that others could be blessed through him. And I believe that's true for us today. God's continuing to be faithful to that word. God has been faithful and he's, he's been pouring out his blessings on us as Gateway Baptist Church. That's been true for over 95 years. 95 years ago in that little suburb of Greenslopes, Reverend Edmund Keith started an outpost, a Sunday school. He opened the new door and, uh, and welcomed a bunch of people one Sunday morning to hear about Jesus. Over time, that little outpost grew. 
that church grew in size and uh, eventually it outgrew its uh, site there in Greenslopes and had to move to Holland Park, where uh, the church, Holland Park Baptist Church, met, worshipped and, and, uh, and were God's family for many, many years. God really blessed that ministry. God blessed that church and it continued to grow. And thanks to some visionary leaders and some incredibly sacrificial members, the church purchased this site where we stand and where this message is being streamed from today. God has blessed Gateway Baptist Church. There have been many sacrifices along the way. You know, many, many people have, uh, have been incredibly obedient to the call of God on their lives. They've been obedient to, uh, to build uh, this building. They've given of their time and treasure and talent to see the, this building and the ministries that take place here get off the ground. People who faithfully gave and built this building, people who were obedient to God's call and poured their heart, their soul, their leadership into the ministries that are run here. Oh, we've seen people sacrificially give everything that they have to go across the waters, to go somewhere else in the globe, to follow God's call, to share the life-changing message of Jesus as a gateway beyond worker. Now, over these 95 years, we've seen God be incredibly faithful to us as a church. God has blessed us and we see God continuing to call us, continuing to lead us to be a light to the nation and a light to the nations of the globe. That was a word that was given to us 30, 40 years ago. And we're still living in that call and in that heart. See, God has been blessing us. He's been blessing you. He's been blessing me. He's been blessing us all. Maybe you're here uh, and you've been at Gateway for many, many years. And you've uh, seen God's blessings over those years. You know, you've grown your faith over that time. You've seen God do incredible things in your heart and in your life. Maybe you've seen your kids uh, grow up and begin serving here in this church. Maybe you've had the privilege of inviting some friends and they've discovered faith like Jess shared before. Maybe God has been blessing you as you've been serving here for a long time. Or maybe you're new here. Maybe you're, you're just uh, here and maybe you just joined us in the last year. Maybe you're watching online for the first time today. That's awesome. It's so great to have you here. But maybe God's doing something new in your life as you've stepped in to this family. Maybe God has been doing some healing work deep within. Maybe you've caught a glimpse of God's goodness. Maybe you've found a community, a family who loves you, who welcomes you, and has helped you get connected. Whether we've been here forever or been here for a short time, I believe that God is blessing us here at Gateway. When you see Jesus, as we've been exploring these Beatitudes over the last few weeks, you see Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, in his Sermon on the Mount, talk about these things. He says, blessed are those who something, for they will something. You know, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who are meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who are reviled, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I reckon if Jesus was writing a beatitude or speaking to us today, maybe he might say, blessed are those who call gateway their home, for they will be a blessing to others. Blessed are those who call gateway their home church, for they will be a blessing to others. 
We've got a heart to see Jesus change lives both locally here and globally around the world. It's been true in our past and it's going to be true in our future. It's something about our church that will not change. And as we uh, today take this step and make this commitment to give to Gateway Beyond over the next 12 months, it's, uh, it's an exciting future ahead for us as a church. You know, we've got a heart, as you've heard over the last couple of weeks, we've got a heart to bring our, our care and our counselling ministries, our, our op shop together, closer together to our generation spaces, to our worship spaces, to create one hub, one space where people can come and experience the love and the life change that comes through knowing Jesus. They can come and they can worship in that same space. You know, for many, many years, our, our care center and our counseling center have been uh, seen thousands of people come through their doors into temporary, demountable buildings. We've got a heart to welcome more people, to minister to more people. And so we want to move those buildings and we want to build something permanent out on the oval out here to create a space where people can come in and experience all that the church has to offer through one front door. We want to widen out the, uh, the foyer, create a more space for people to connect with one another, to share a meal together, to enjoy each other's company, to connect with one another. We want this place to be a thriving community hub, not just on a Friday when, when kids and youth are on or a Sunday morning like we have it today. But we'd love to see this place be busy throughout the week, people coming and going through the counselling and the care centre, people coming in and engaging in prayer and worship, people meeting with one another and, uh, and being part of God's community. We've also got a heart to see more and more Gateway Beyond workers spread around the world, taking the life-changing message of Jesus to some incredibly dark spaces. Now, I really believe that there is a new wave of people who are gonna be sent out as full-time vocational beyond workers. Over the next six months, we've got six short-term teams. Some of them are local here in Brisbane and throughout Queensland. Some of them are overseas as well. You can find out more by scanning the QR code in front of you. But already we've got 30 people who've expressed an interest, 30 people who've applied to be on one of those short-term teams. I really believe that God is going to use those short-term opportunities to place a call deep on people's heart to go and serve His people in dark, deep, challenging parts of the world, to give their lives as gateway beyond workers, to minister in far-flung corners of this world. Now, God has put a heart on our church to be a light to the nation and to the nations of the world. We've got a heart, a drive, a desire, a dream to see Jesus change lives, not just locally, but globally as well. And so today we stand on the edge of that future. We stand and we have an opportunity to make a commitment over the next 12 months to, to see some of this start to happen. And Lauren and I were praying during the week about how we would give to Gateway Beyond this year. And it's a quite an uncertain time. There's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unknowns out there. Interest rates, are they going to go up? Are they going to go down? There's inflation. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. But there's one thing that is not uncertain, and that is God's goodness. One thing that we know and trust and depend on is that God is a good God who gives good gifts to his children. And this year, Lauren and I, as we pray, we've decided to increase our commitments to Gateway Beyond this year, because we've seen God be faithful to us. God has blessed us 
So we want to be a blessing to others. Blessed are we at Gateway, for we will be a blessing to others. This morning, I want to invite you to commit to pray and commit to give to Gateway Beyond over the next 12 months. In a moment, as the the band come and lead and, and sing and minister to us, there's going to be some images on screen of our Gateway Beyond workers, some of our Gateway Beyond ministries. I want to give you some time to fill in this, uh, this connect, uh, commitment card. You'll find this on the, the seat just in front of you. Maybe you came prepared today to fill that in. Maybe you haven't at all. That's cool. There's a card just in the seat in front of you and a pen. I want to encourage you to, uh, to fill that out in a moment. As you fill it out, uh, the, the images are going to be on screen and I encourage you to pray. Pray for the people that you see. Pray for the ministries that are shown on the screen. Together, let's commit and pray to see Jesus change lives through Gateway Beyond. So just stay, remain seated for a little while. Allow the band to minister to you. Fill in the card. Pray a prayer. And in a moment, I'm going to invite us to stand and continue our worship and come forward and make these commitments for the year ahead. the broken washing filthy feet here I am Lord send me if it's loving one another even when we don't agree here I am Lord send me talk about the commitment cards for people to fill out in the room and we have that same opportunity online right now you can scan the qr code you can click the button in the chat or head directly to gatewaybaptist.com.au forward slash beyond to give now with either a one-off gift 
or a recurring gift. As we join together in giving to Gateway Beyond, you can know that the gift that you're giving is going to supporting people and ministries that fight poverty and injustice, that care for the poor, invest in social infrastructure and training, and share the love of Jesus across our nation and the world. And by giving to Gateway Beyond, you are making a tangible impact in the lives of individuals and communities affected by poverty and injustice. Your support enables Gateway Baptist Church to actively engage in initiatives that bring about positive change and transformation. And whether you choose to make a one-off gift or maybe set up a recurring gift, your support is invaluable in advancing the mission of Gateway Beyond. Together, we can make a difference in the world, bringing hope and healing, transformation to those who need it most. So to contribute, simply scan that QR code, click on the button in the chat or visit gatewaybaptist.com.au forward slash beyond. Your generosity will create a ripple effect of positive change that reaches far and wide, impacting lives and communities for the better. Thank you for partnering with us as we reach our community locally and globally. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We are a growing family and we'd love to see you at one of our Sunday services because everyone who comes through our doors is welcome. You can find out more about our community and locations at gatewaybaptist.com.au.